Stream the show on demand at catchacanradio.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum, brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. And happy belated birthday to Betty White. Oh, happy birthday, Betty White. We love you. Happy birthday, Betty White. We celebrated Betty White's birthday and MLK Day yesterday, so it was a double national holiday, so we did not have a show yesterday, but I I hope you missed me, Ketchikan. Uh, Today, we're in the studio with my good friend, Liza Lee, for Art Talk with Liza Lee. Liza, how are you? I'm fantastic, Joe. It's good to be back. Yes, Eliza, you had a really nice couple of weeks. You were down in Washington for the for the Tool concert. Well, no, was it Oregon, Washington? Yeah, Washington at the a, a little dome. bit of everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so, so you you were down there for the Tool concert. Tell us everything. Tool was incredible. The most amazing visuals I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, I used to go around like to music festivals working in that industry. So it was just like. 10 out of 10 and like a giant I I won't reveal too much in case you want to like go see it for yourself but it was just completely mind-blowing yes fantastic you know what um I think you were the one who introduced me to Tool and I don't know a lot of their songs but it just seems like just such a cool vibe yeah yeah well I mean the drummer like invents all these insane instruments so his setup is just like half made up of just like it's enormous and it's just like all these weird percussion instruments that he makes himself to like make all these weird sounds it's just technically like a really brilliant you know show like million dollar show for sure Wow. So for those just tuning in with us for the first time this Tuesday, we're on with Liza Lee for Art Talk. And uh, and what this show is all about, uh, Liza comes in, she gives us the history of uh, of different artists, different works of art, or different uh, museums or, or places of art, um, and, and gives us the, 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 the Easter eggs, like dark histories, or just interesting facts about those things. And it's always a fun time. Liza, what do you have for us this week? Um, well, this week, <laughs> I have something inspired by uh, my experience yesterday in a long layover in the Seattle airport. Yeah. Hi. Um, I've never spent so much time in there in a day, and I never realized how many fantastic works of art there are in that airport. In SeaTac, yeah. Whenever I'm there, I'm really impressed by all the different pieces and all the different things and sculptures and, and stuff just going on there. Yeah, like I guess I, I've looked at it, but I've never, you know, I never realized that what I was looking at was an actual Rauschenberg, you know, or Louise Nevelson, or, you know, these like amazing contemporary post-war modernist artists. Um, and so, yeah, I, it was funny. I actually, uh, paid attention to like the name tag because I was, uh, playing Pokemon Go and I was looking at a Pokestop and it was like, oh, Rauschenberg. And I was like, oh my gosh, that, you know, that photo transfer piece at the elbow of Concourse C, like around like C8 is, um, a piece by Robert Rauschenberg that they, you know, acquired in the seventies for $10,000, you know? Um, so I don't know. Like my question, you know, that I that I wasn't able to like find in my research was like, I don't know who curated the Seattle airport, you know, like they're like, oh, yeah, it was sold, you know, by Christie's to the Seattle airport for ten thousand dollars in 1973. But I'm like, hmm, to who? I wonder who curated, you know, do you, think it's, it. do you think it's just one person? Um, Probably a couple. I don't know. But yeah, there's got to be somebody, you know, some somebody who cared about having like really cool art in that airport so yeah I, I guess I just never 
realize how many notable works of art there were there. Because, you know, I I absolutely uh, loathe and abhor air travel, so I tend to, like, keep my head down and, you know, um, I don't know, just, like, <laughs> check out as much as possible. You know, I just, like, it, it stresses me out, the people, the travel, the everything. So, you know, actually, like, looking up and looking around at things, it's, like, I don't know. It's like, oh wow, this is. Like there's a there's a, a Rauschenberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was Rauschenberg? So he was um, an American. Well, I guess yeah. He he was in America. Um, I don't know where he's from originally, but he um, he was an artist in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Um, he did like uh, assemblage, which was like uh, collage and also like a lot of photo transfer. Like the piece in the Seattle airport that I'm referring to is um, a photo transfer on like a mylar surface, which is like a mirror um, and plexiglass on top. So it was just like um, everything from like wood to glass to plastic or a lot of found material. But it was cool because he is actually I mean, I consider him to be like a Florida artist because he had a house in Captiva. So I've always really loved Robert Rauschenberg. Highly uh, recommend looking up some of his work. Um, he's kind of like if if anyone knows who like Jasper Johns is. He's they work together a lot. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of my favorites. And he's one of the pieces you can find at the Seattle airport next time you're there. Look for the Rauschenberg. I'm gonna let you let you continue on. Oh yeah, do you want to talk about your favorite one? Yes, yes. There's a, there is a piece on a staircase somewhere. I just know that it's there. Whenever I see it, it's really fun and really cool. It always draws my eye. But I can't think of what it looks like right now in my mind's eye. But I just know that whenever I'm on this staircase, big staircase, yeah, like right I here. always see it. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, it's not this one. This is also really beautiful. I feel like it's something else. It's something... Oh, is it the one on the window that you're talking about? Maybe. The stained window? Yeah, I'm not sure who did that one. I was trying to get a close, but that one doesn't have a name on it, and I couldn't couldn't look at who that was. So, um, but yeah, that one... um, Dang, I thought that was the one you were talking about. <laughs> Anyways, well, that one is by Jacqueline Metz and Nancy Chu, um, and it was done in 2019. And I, the thing that I didn't realize about this piece, the, and the piece that I'm referring to is um, in the, uh, it's in the end gates, um, and it is that piece, it's 20 glass panels, and it's got this kind of like yellow tree pattern going up, and there's a bronze log in front of it. And the thing that I didn't realize before was that the log was actually a part of the piece. I thought they were like two separate structures, like two different, you know, pieces, but they're actually part of the same piece so that you can sit here on this log and uh, and look at this tree. And it's supposed wow. to be like a meditative experience. So it's kind of cool. They like give you a little because they want it to be like in nature, you know, maybe sitting on like an uneven surface. It's kind of like grounds you out a little bit and i love the symmetry of the of the two separate panes so it's uh it's 20 panes uh uh, stacked in in 10 panes uh 10 pane columns i guess and i like this the symmetry of the two columns Mm -hmm. yeah it's almost like they it's like one pattern one they did like one side and copied the other side you know onto it um you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you know how you do like a heart you know like perfectly symmetrical um, so yeah, that, uh, that is another really neat piece in the Seattle airport. That's in the end gates. Um, and who's that piece by? That piece is by Jacqueline Metz and Nancy Chu. They're a duo. Um, 
and yeah um okay so the next one is one that i uh they moved this one it used to be like in the a gates and now it apparently it's in the mezzanine level of the airport convention center whatever that means but i was bummed that i that i couldn't find it it's louise nevelson um she is my favorite one of my favorites because she was like you know what you know like an artist in the 1930s you know one of the real trailblazers um and so she would like make pieces out of found materials and paint them all the same color like that and so it looks like concrete or something like something cast in concrete but it's like all these little like i'll paint you a word picture it's like all these little cubbies and compartments with found objects but she's made them into like little structures that kind of look like something else almost like it almost looks like a 3d cubist piece um Mm. and so yeah that one used to be like out you know for everybody but i guess they moved it to like the convention center or something and it's amazing that SeaTac cares enough to really curate these pieces from these noted artists who have done so many important works. Right. Like, I think it's so cool that you don't have to, I mean, and I mean, you should, but that you don't have to like pay, go, go to a museum to see a piece of art history. You can just like, it's because art is, you know, arts for everybody, you know, and so it's, it's, I love the idea of putting, you know, notable works in really public places for everybody to see, especially like an airport, kind of like forcing culture down yes. your throat. And you I know? feel like in any airport, the art and the different artifacts and things in the airport really gives you the feel of, of the, uh, of the place you're visiting like when i was in nashville they had a bunch of really famous guitars there like uh they had a, a, a one of johnny cash's guitars there they had like a bunch of grammys everywhere just like different things like you're in a music city so it's like you're, you're gonna see a lot of music and, and musical related art and just like in seattle i feel like it, it does have an art culture and that kind of thing so i i do think that's what they're trying to convey like kind of giving giving you the precursor for what you have to look forward to oh totally like yeah welcome to seattle we are you know we cultivate art and music here and i think i think it's fantastic you know it really it sets the tone for the whole i mean for the whole city that you know when you walk in i mean take the ketchikan airport for example mm-hmm. here's a giant eagle giant wolf giant elk <laughs> welcome to ketchikan isn't there a giant uh, mountain goat in there too uh, there's a goat <laughs> there's some a, a, amazing beautiful native art there's that a beautiful uh you know kind of i think it's a triptych by ricardo burquez you mm-hmm. know down by baggage claim you know so there's like it's i I really like using art as, you know, kind of a flagship for the yes. city. You know? So speaking of mountain goats, I was on Google <laughs> segue. I was on Google last night because I couldn't sleep and I found that mountain goats are not technically goats. Excuse me? Yeah, no, they, <laughs> no, they're not goats. They're like they're they're in the bovine family. So they're like close more closely re- related to antelope. You know, they do look more antelope than goats. Isn't it weird? And That's so weird. and I guess before I found this out, I had never really looked at a mountain goat because when I looked at one, they looked really strange. So they didn't really look like goats. No, they when didn't, you they don't. when I actually looked at one. Well, then why they call it a goat then? I don't know. <laughs> 
it was really strange. I guess so, mountain antelope doesn't have so, the same ring to it. A mountain antelope that sounds kind of scary. Like a, <laughs> mountain look, look at that mountain antelope. <laughs> but yeah, uh, goat, uh, mountain goats are apparently not goats. So that was that was my uh, my fun fact for the day. <laughs> I'm so you just blew my mind. I mean, and I thought I knew goats. I love goats. Goats are cool, and they're also delicious. When I so uh, they are delicious. I'm so I make a really you you've had my lasagna. Uh-huh. So I try something different this time. So every time I make my lasagna, I try a different meat. Uh, uh, one time I use Wagyu. Another time I use bison. This time I used lamb. Ooh. It was like a moussaka. Ooh. What, I, it's, like Greek, it's like Greek lasagna. Oh, yeah. No, it was really delicious. And the flavor was really light. It let all the other flavors kind of flourish. It was really nice. Yeah. So shout out to, uh, to, to lamb, which the mountain goat is not one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently, doesn't lamb encompass like a few? It could be like sheep. It could like I think lamb. It could maybe it's not goat. I thought I thought she, I I don't know. I mean, see, I don't know. We're we're, we're breaking down mysteries because I always thought a uh, lamb was like sheep and goat. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but mountain goat is, is neither. <laughs> no, it's a mountain antelope. It's like Just more. Call it what it it's is. more like a cow or like a bison or like an antelope. That's so crazy. That's crazy that they're all in the same family. Yeah, like bovine. genetics and evolution are so wild. Like here's a really skinny cow that runs and jumps really far, really fast. We'll like talk about art. It's like genetics, like mm-hmm. the ultimate artist. Yeah. It's made some crazy things like the deep sea creatures. Like my favorite, my favorite creature, it's like a random segue, but it's like my favorite creature is the uh, angler fish. Oh, the deep sea anglerfish, and I love it because it's so hideous. It has those huge, gigantic mm-hmm. teeth, and then this little tiny, like uh, bioluminescent ball hanging off his off of his forehead to, to to lure its prey because they can't see. They they don't know that that right and that behind that glowing thing is a huge, gigantic mouth with five inch teeth a horrific creature a horrific creature do you want to know what the most horrifying thing is about that creature the male anglerfish at becomes like attaches itself and just becomes a part of the female yes it becomes like a like uh, an infinite uh, sperm a donor. sack yeah uh-huh scary it just like fully fuses that's like that's like the craziest <laughs> That is the nature. Talk about codependence. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, poor guy. Like uh, genetics, like the ultimate artist. Uh, We're going to take a quick song break, then come right on back to Art Talk with Liza Lee. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. That was Broken and Beautiful by Kelly Clarkson. I was just telling Liza, uh, Kelly Clarkson was the first actual concert I ever went to. When I was really young, um, uh, Boys to Men played at the Detroit State Fair, so I saw them. So I guess that was technically my first concert. But Kelly Clarkson was the first real concert I ever uh, paid for. She was at the DTE uh, Energy Theater, which is in Clarkston, Michigan. It's like this outdoor venue. And it's just, it was just a phenomenal time. I had terrible daiquiris and Kelly Clarkson. It was Kelly Clarkson and the script. And it was when uh, Kelly Clarkson had that big song, uh, Don't You Want to Stay Here a Little While? And uh, and her and the, and the singer from the script sang it, and it was really nice. And she did this... Uh, 
Eminem cover where she wore this black hoodie and she was like doing her thing. It was so much fun. Um, but anyways, we're back in the studio with Liza Lee. Uh, so for those just tuning in with us for the first time this Tuesday, every Tuesday we do Art Talk with Liza Lee, where Liza Lee comes in and she gives us famous works of art, famous artists, or famous art houses, museums, uh, <laughs> places of art, <laughs> and yeah, she gives us that. the history and, uh, and Easter eggs within. And today we're talking about all the phenomenal art at the SeaTac airport, which a lot of us, I feel like everyone in Ketchikan goes through SeaTac at least once in their lives, but I bet no one realizes that you're seeing uh, works of art from some, from some of the most famous artists in the world there. Uh, so let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, so I have uh, a couple more um, little little Easter eggs of the Seattle airport. Um, if you care to take a little art tour yes. around um, SeaTac and yeah, Pokemon Go does help. <laughs> so you discover all of these pieces because, okay, so, so not Liza, all of them. So Liza's obsessed with Pokemon Go. I'm not I, obsessed. She, I just enjoy it. She, she's a little obsessed. <laughs> no, and, and, and so she's playing Pokemon Go in, in SeaTac and then she's, and then she discovers, oh, this is a, a, Rauschenberg. Rauschenberg. Yeah. And she's like, and so, is that what started your your uh, your journey into finding out what's in SeaTac? Yeah, I immediately looked up um, like SeaTac art after that. And there was like, you know, a, like a, a whole a whole list of, you know, art in Seattle Airport. And then I look at my Pokemon Go again. And sure enough, like m- like many of them are, are Pokestops. And yes. so I was just, yeah, I just really try and like tune out and like I'll like either draw or, you know, like play Pokemon Go or watch something on like my screen, you know, when I'm in the airport. Mm-hmm. Like I just, cause I am extremely agoraphobic, fun fact about oh. me. I I mean, I guess not genuinely. I just, people, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a really intense empath too. So you, you take a lot of stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's loud in an airport. So I try and like withdraw. But anyways, uh, if you're in Terminal A, um, you can see a Frank Stella. Um, and this piece, he was like a, uh, an artist and printmaker and, and sculptor in the 1970s. He did a lot of like print work like this, you know, con- kind of concentric lines and stuff, really bold contrast, um, almost kind of like not, I won't call it pop, you know, but it was like, you know, very contemporary. But um, anyways, he's got this sort of mural in Terminal A um, called uh, York Factory A. Um, and he, yeah, he made art in the fifties and sixties and seventies, same time, um, around, uh, when Rauschenberg did, um, and he used things like, you know, protractors and rulers to create these like perfect, you know, arcs and lines to make, you know, kind of totally unique abstract shapes. Mm-hmm. So it's not figurative, but you know, there's like, there's still some form there. Um, you but know, it- it's totally different, but it puts me in the mind of like a Jackson Pollock. I've always dreamt of seeing a real Jackson Pollock in real life. Ever since I saw the documentary where there was this old old lady who uh, she either found a Jackson Pollock or she got or she found one in a garage sale or something, and it and it was worth like thirty million dollars. But the art community were like, that's not a real Jackson Pollock, even though Jackson Pollock signed the back. And he had his fingerprint, his actual fingerprint was on the piece of art. People in the art community were like, oh, no, that's not Jackson Pollock. We don't accept that as Jackson Pollock, so it's not. 
So, so there's like this whole documentary about this person. The thing that about that is, yeah, like Jackson Pollock, aside from just like literally leaving his fingerprint, left all kinds of fingerprints in his paintings. So he painted on the floor, right? Because he painted like these, he called them murals because they were so big. And so when he was painting, you know, it's like there's obviously motion. You know, you look at a Jackson Pollock and you're like, he's like, he's, you know, slinging paint and there's motion. So buttons from his shirt would fall off and like he would be smoking cigarettes the whole time. So like cigarette butts would fall into the piece hair like is it like i like oh by, by, like i stood up close to jackson pollock i saw an actual one of his hairs you know wow. in the painting and so like you know just like lint from his pocket you know just like so it's just his little and whatever this might sound kind of pretentious but whatever it's like these little pieces of him that are in this art permafrost and yes. I will fight anybody outside that says <laughs> that says that he's not, you know, he's not important because he's a Jackson Pollock is America's sweetheart. Like, just from that documentary, I saw he instantly became my favorite artist just because I feel like it's 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 a beautiful chaos. Yeah, yeah. And he he just speaks to me like like the the chaos of his art, the chaos of his life. It just speaks to my soul. Oh yeah, he was he was a rowdy drunk for sure. My aunt knew him, Judith Godwin, the one that I oh, spoke wow. about mm-hmm. on the show a few weeks ago. Yeah, she she knew him, and he she was like, yeah, he was he was a wild dude. I won't use some of the language she used, but you know. <laughs> he was crazy. Shout out to Jackson Pollock. Okay, so we have one more piece from the Seattle airport to talk about, and then we're going to go into what's the tea on Facebook. Ooh, I which hope is, it's hot. I, I hope it's hot. Sometimes it's lukewarm. Sometimes it's hot. I feel like it might be hot today. I feel, I feel the heat. Yes. <laughs> so, also, while you're in Terminal A, um, you can see uh, a local Seattle artist uh, by the name of Trimpin, one of his pieces called... Um, matter monkeys and the king um and it's kind of like well it is you know the clapping monkey you know he actually used yes, like a the clapping most terrifying monkey. toy in the world yes this sculpture is like truly oh, haunting wow. it's like i don't know why that contraption is like the stuff of nightmares it reminds me of how the grinch stole christmas or like willy wonka's chocolate factory the the crazy instrument that they have you know on christmas day with the drums and the horns yeah or yeah willy wonka very scary um, i love it yeah very scary so that also is is a mixed media piece um and so yeah that is um that is another piece that you can check out in concourse a there's a quote by him that is uh, my work is an ongoing exploration of the concepts of sound vision and movement experimenting with combinations that will introduce our sense of perception to a totally new experience although i use the latest technology available i work with natural elements water air light and i think i kind of get that here i don't know about water but definitely there's light and matter and, and air, air and like sound the, you know i think the air is like represented by the uh, horns on, on top there uh woodwind and woodwind and brass instruments i yeah. think it would be cool if there was a crank on the outside of the case of this art piece that made the piece actually move and like clap the monkey and honk the horns like if he made like a little you know crank to make like a have you make heard of that uh of that piece of um of uh performance art is a, a, a performance art piece called I couldn't help myself 
or or I can't help myself. It, it was called I can't help myself, and now it's called I couldn't help myself. And long story short, it's a robotic arm. It's it's been a meme all all over Facebook. It's a robotic arm that is constantly leaking out its hydraulic fluid. Yes. And it's like trying to stuff it back into itself, but it's leaking out faster than it can uh, replenish. And it recently so just died. Eventually, so it was meant to like do like do like do dances and things for the uh, tourists as it's replenishing its fluids, but eventually it could only work to replenish its fluids feverishly. And then one day it just died. And yeah. now it's called I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I mean, I never thought a robotic arm could make me cry, but I full on ugly cried it when I intense. when I read about that piece and saw it. I was, I mean, talk about a metaphor for everything that we're doing. I mean, it just hits you right. I mean, it hit me right in the gut. I yeah. was like, never thought a robotic arm could break my heart like this. And then I watched <laughs> the video of it actually working, and it was actually really scary. Like the, yeah. the how fast it moved, how powerfully it moved, uh, and, the, and the feverish nature of its moving movement. It was it was a little scary. Uh, but yes, I, I I can't help myself. Uh, uh, the the work of art in the I think it's in the New York Museum or something like that it's somewhere in New York check that out and uh, and check out all the different works of art in the Seattle airport uh, we're gonna take a quick break and then come right on back with what's the tea on Facebook. Welcome back to the First City Forum, brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. We're in the studio with Liza Lee for Art Talk with Liza Lee. Uh, Liza's been breaking down all the different works of art and all the different things going on in the Seattle airport, which is... I mean, if you next time you're in SeaTac, ladies and gentlemen, just take a moment to appreciate uh, all the uh, iconic works of art they have curated in that space. But now we're going to go into one of my favorite segments of the show. What's the tea on Facebook? So what's the tea on Facebook is a uh, segment I created where I literally just scroll through my personal Facebook page and I read the posts therein and uh sometimes it's juicy sometimes it's it's dry but it's always a fun time you know what would be so fun if people started sending me things from facebook to read like find me a good juicy fight that i can read on air and uh i would love it we are uh, now accepting submissions we are now ac- accepting submissions uh so the first post i see is one of my own posts it's uh it's uh it's captioned a rare sighting with a cat emoji for all who have been following the saga of my cat um guess what he made an he made an appearance and he even allowed me to videotape him oh i think i stopped the recording oh no well, he made a rare appearance, and he even allowed me to record him. So I posted a video on my Facebook of my cat, Sebastian, a.k.a. Vern. He's sitting there looking beautiful. You know, everyone says he, he's he's a, a beautiful cat, 